0: In today's episode, I'm talking about the number one most question that I get asked, why am I not losing weight? Now, there are a myriad of reasons as to why this could be, and each body is different and each body is unique. So one reason for one may not necessarily be the reason for you. But in this episode, I dig deep into what some of the reasons are and how you can shift and change those. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of VA Nutrition Coaching, the podcast with me, your host, Verona, your qualified nutrition coach, your qualified personal trainer, and soon-to-be cognitive behavior therapist. This podcast is for you if you are that mum, wife, or sister friend, and now you're ready to finally lose those 5, 10, or even 15 pounds and keep them off. And you want me in your corner as your coach to help you get there. We will rebuild your confidence, we'll tackle those toxic thoughts that hold you back and will put together your unique nutrition plan that doesn't have you on dangerously low calories, working out seven days a week of intense cardio or have you feeling like you need to completely cut out all carbs, all the food that you enjoy and just eat plain old bland chicken and broccoli. There's more to nutrition than just chicken and broccoli and me as your coach that's what I'm going to teach you to do. Now sit back and enjoy today's episode. One of the most common questions that I get asked is why am I not losing weight with a caveat that also says what am I doing wrong? It doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong specifically. That just means that there could be a few things that may be causing it and you need to know what they are so you can make the necessary tweaks and adjustments and then get the weight loss moving. Now there is a difference between being in a deficit for a period of time that is too long. Now we, our body does not need to stay in a calorie deficit indefinitely. There are periods of time where we do need to have one adult Diet break And we will need to go back to reverse dieting in order to be at maintenance level to get things shifting and so that our body does not become metabolically adapted and other risks develop as a result of being in a low calorie, low deficit diet for exceedingly long amounts of time now I get why you ask that question and why it can feel like whatever it is that you're doing is not actually working and it can feel like you are specifically doing something wrong and you begin to doubt and you begin to question yourself and you begin to ask and you also you begin to doubt is it actually working is it actually worth it should I continue should I quit should I find a new diet and you begin to ask yourselves these questions over and over again and even worse sometimes you can either stand on the scale and see that it hasn't budged at all or you stand on it and it gone up and at that moment you want to just take the scale and throw it out the window but is there something else that is happening that's going on with your body that you can really get on top of and you can really work through those feelings. Now, you're feeling, you're frustrated, you're feeling confused and you're like, what on earth is going on? Even though you've been working hard and that's when you reach for the biscuits, you'll reach for the tub of peanut butter, you don't want a slice, you want the tub and you want the spoon and then you're just there. And it's literally like, what is the point? And you begin to get all of these feelings and get discouraged. But I just wanted to encourage you, that is frustrating, I, I get it. And I've, I've been there myself and it's like you're doing everything right and why is it that you're still increasingly hungry as it was in my case? I was exercising four times a week and I was on a calorie deficit. I was eating 1400 calories and I was increasingly hungry. You may be able to identify with some of the things that I talk about in here today. So if you have been asking yourself this question and you've been getting frustrated, I just want to encourage you today and just want to let you know and encourage you that there are more things to pay attention to other than just your weight. And so just because you may not see the changes in the scale that you want to see and you may not be seeing it in the quick amount of time that you want to it actually doesn't mean that you're not losing fat or there isn't change going on in your diet now there are a number of things that it plays to when you're going through your weight loss phase and you're going through your fat loss phase and it's all about literally understanding your body and understanding your physical goals and needs as to how you can continue uh, and fix those issues so when we're losing fat and when we're losing weight how does it work so you may have already heard and you may already know that you need to be in a calorie deficit that is based on a scientific approach and that is the mostly widely used way of losing weight the method is to be in a deficit and that's just what physics is it's literally in order for us to lose weight then we need to be eating less than we are burning because your body will then go to the energy stores that it has reserved and then begin to burn that to fuel your body to fuel the functions that it needs and that will be either fat and that all that will either be muscle so when you're losing weight you can also lose lean body mass at the same time so whereas somebody's goals might be to burn fat and to build muscle at the same time and go for a period of body recomposition they won't lose as much lean mass because they are including strength training also as opposed to just cardio and just strict levels and strict bouts of cardio there you'll be losing weight and you'll also be losing lean body mass at the same time which is why people like to recomposition at the same time. So although it sounds like, oh, you just got to be in a calorie deficit. And that's what I see a lot of the time when I'm having conversations and people ask questions, people kind of refute refute me and rebut me and and kind of attack me because I'm telling them that they might be, this is the reason why the things might be going wrong. And they kind of attack me on it. And everybody else comes and says, well, I have had this, I've had results with eating 800 calories. And I don't agree with that advice at whatsoever I'm going to tell you honestly and I know when I'm speaking to people in a group um I have to be respectful because I was there too I didn't know I felt I knew and I felt I knew better and I'm gonna try and come at somebody and tell buddy actually no well I'm eating 800 calories and I'm losing weight so but that's nothing to be boast about, and that's nothing to be proud of because you're eating yourself, you're eating in a low restrictive diet, and it's not needed. It's not needed. You need to be able, and you're, you're receptive more to cold, you're receptive to, as a female, um, loss of periods. When we come to know the realization, when we come to know the truth. I don't think we should, we would be boasting when we know actually I'm supporting my body being low and metabolically adapted and, and susceptible to other things, and low calories, and low energy, and tiredness, and exhaustion. That's not something that I think we want to boast about when we don't know what it is that we should be doing for our body. We only have one source of health. And I know that you are listening to this podcast today because you want to know how to improve your health, have a consistent steady pace of weight loss. But because our bodies are more complex than that, it's literally... Easier and more normal, it almost becomes a normal pattern to see your body fluctuating more than your body can see, more than you can probably see your body losing one to two pounds every week. Other other things that you do also need to take into account, even though you're in a calorie deficit, it doesn't just stop there. Now you could have the right nutrient balance, you could have the right macro balance, you could have the right amount of exercise that you're doing relevant to your body and your goals, and you could even be on point with your macros and tracking your macros, and you hit all your macros, you hit your protein first, as the most important nutrient etc you could be doing all of those things but at the same time you also have to take into account what nutrients are stored in your body overnight and you also have to take into account your electrolyte counts because if you're working out it's it's likely that your electrolytes would also need to be replenished because when we sweat we lose electrolytes and we also need to replenish and make sure that we are adequately hydrated as well as hormones and making sure we're getting the right amount of fats that our body needs and also the calories needed in order to effectively digest our food and there is so much more in our wonderfully and complex bodies that we have but And there's a big but there with patience and patience is the thing that we lack the most of. And I'm going to put my hand up there and I'm going to say there were times when I was on my journey. And in fact, I stood on the scale um, yesterday and I weighed the same amount of weight that I did in 2018, but I definitely don't look the same way that I did in 2018. But it really was learning patience and learning consistency and understanding the data that comes back on the scales, understands all of that and understands the dynamics. Of my body and the changes that my specific body goes through, that I'm now able to come to peace. That I'm although I'm the same weight, my whole body composition has literally changed and I'm shifting and I'm burning fat, albeit very slowly. But I do see my body fat percentage is now in the 23s. Thank the Lord, it's gone down from 26. 26- or to 27% body fat. And now I'm in the 23 the high end of the 23% body fat. And that's how much time it takes. It's taken three months for me to get here, just to lose a couple pounds in. um, And I'm not losing any weight, I'm gaining weight, if that if if anything. And so where I was talking about nutrient storage, that is because my my nutrient storage relating to my activity level, in order that I've got the right amount of nutrients to replenish me post and pre workout, that is also taken into account why I weigh a little bit more. After coming out of a, a three month calorie deficit and now going to maintenance level, it's, it's natural to gain a few extra pounds and also decrease in my body fat percentage and increase in my lean body mass. Now, when we're losing weight, there are four things that can have an effect on our weight loss, and that includes fluids, how much fluids that we have in our bodies, how lack of fluids that we have in our bodies, the food that we eat and the food that still needs to digest, the amount of muscle that we have, and of course, the amount of fat that our bodies hold. Now, there are different places that your body may hold fat, different shapes, different body compositions, etc. My body fat is often mostly held in my stomach. And why is it that we are gaining weight? Now, There are a few reasons that can happen as to why your weight may stay the same or why you may actually be gaining weight while you're in a calorie deficit and to burn fat and to, your goal is to lose weight, you could be doing one of these three things. One of the three three things is consistency. How consistent are you being with your tracking? How consistent are you being with your nutrition? Now, flexible dieting is is just that, flexible dieting, but there still has to be a base of 80 to 90%, depending on what your nutrition level is and depending on what your goals are. But there has to be an 80% level of consistency that you're doing in your nutrition and you're doing in your sleep, you're doing, well, obviously, you're not doing it in your sleep, but you're sleeping, your stress levels, you're maintaining your stress levels, you're maintaining your hydration levels, and making sure that you are being consistent in those things that you need to do in order to meet your goals. And the next thing that you could be doing, if you are somebody that is tracking and counting your macros, then you could be tracking and counting the wrong amount of things that you need to be. First of all, everybody does not need to be on a 40-30-30 split. Now, one of the great things about macros, macronutrients when you track your macros is it's personalized to you it fits your body's goals it fits your personal body composition it fits your goals and it takes into account your lifestyle so you're making it match your lifestyle rather than working towards a, a diet that says you have to eat this amount of that particular day now understand that macro tracking is not for everybody There, are, there's nothing worse than then being meticulous and counting and tracking and weighing your food all day every day now it may not appeal to everybody but for those who want that accountability and want that consistency and want that thing where you can stay consistent and help you to be to develop that then this may be something that is good for you but if you're tracking the wrong things and you don't know what to track in your macros this could be a reason why you are gaining weight at the same time now and the last one is you may not just be gaining fat it may be other things that you are also gaining as well and this kind of puts a little bit of an even bigger question mark over to over this because it can it's not really clear as to why it's happening and why you're gaining weight also good to understand and keep in mind that this is a short-term thing so what is it that's causing you your weight to get what why are you gaining? So, firstly, it could be water weight and water retention that you have gained. And that's very normal. When it comes to fat loss, that is very, very normal. And it's literally most likely one of the reasons why you are not seeing more of a loss in the pounds that you are losing. So when it comes to those of you that who who have visceral fat that is stubborn, it does go, but it takes a while for it to go. And the reason why fat gives us such a huge amount of energy and this is what we need and this is what we use when we need to survive. Now our body literally if we haven't had food for a long period of time and if you've ever followed a low a high fat low carb diet before you will know that in order to get energy your body will eventually after a depletion of carbs from your body your body will eventually start to fuel itself on your fat stores which is why people lose weight quite quickly when they're doing that kind of high fat low carb diet and that's what your body kind of uses for fuel and in that sense that's what our body tends to hold on to that a little bit more because it's a it's a sense of energy it's like I want my energy whenever you have known if you've seen one of your children that they hold on to a toy they don't want to let it go or they hold on to their blanket and they don't want to let it go and no matter how many times it needs to go into the washing machine and they don't want to let it go this is like this is the same thing when it comes to our body hanging on to this energy this form of energy but as you begin and as your body begins to lose fat what will happen is after the fat cells will begin to fill up with water and they will maintain their fat cell shape and what they're hoping to do is continue to fill it with more fat and obviously we don't want that so we want it to whoosh and gush out the fat so don't worry, don't worry. It will If you continue to be in a deficit, if you continue to stay in on, on the path and your goal and a deficit for the right period of time, then you will lose the fat. And that's what you need to do. So what will happen is we will get the better of those fat cells, they will sh- give up They and then they will eventually shrink. But it takes a while for that process to happen. Now, changes in your body and changes in how many how much fluid and water retention that you have in your body can also cause some imbalances in the electrolytes and also dehydration and another thing is an increase in sodium or not enough sodium because our body does need sodium intake and also if you are increasing your carbs so say for example your training activity has increased if you did three days a week of activity and you've now gone to five you would need an energy source to replenish your bodies afterwards protein is one of them and carbohydrates is also one of them one of them to help fuel our bodies and help fuel our workouts after and before so it's important to have a pre workout meal that contains a carb and also to have a high carb meal after your workout now that would be in proportion to your body goals and that would also be in proportion into how many carbohydrate macros you have throughout the day. Now, if you are looking to lose water weight and see how you just wanna get rid of those fat cells, it might sound a little bit like, it might sound a little bit confusing, but is to drink more water. Now, and the reason why you're drinking more water in to, to combat water retention, say with me, is because the water that you're drinking will help you flush out the things that are in your system. There are some things that encourage you and advise you to drink water. And when you do drink water, that helps in your overall weight loss. Now I mentioned sodium, and it's important to check that how much sodium that you're eating. There are foods that contain high levels of sodium in them, and so you would need to kind of reduce the amount of sodium in your foods that you are eating. Now, if you are following my macros program, then you would see that in the tracking your macros unit, using the nutrition app, you can see a breakdown of how much sodium you've had over that particular day. Once you've tracked and once you've logged the foods that you've had, and sodium, high sodium, and definitely not enough sodium, can cause water retention and in incur- Increase your sodium levels and there are different there are hidden bits of sneaky 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 bits of sodium in different things like sauces meats Packaged foods and also bread. So if you are somebody that quite likes bread, I'm not saying to cut out your bread, but it's just to be aware of some of the the, some of the breads that you are using, even if it's a small tip of literally just checking the bread, checking the labels before you go on, and just see how many levels of sodium intake in this particular bread that you are eating. Now, many nutrition apps will definitely show you how many how much sodium that you're getting every single day, and they will also tell you about your overall nutrition breakdown. So one of the things would be to use an app so you can actually see how much sodium you are taking in on a day and where it's coming from mostly now the recommended allow- daily allowance is 2400 milligrams of sodium per day and so, if that is something, if you're coming up close to that every day, or you're going over it, then you want to consider decreasing the amount of foods that have high sodium content in it, and also decreasing the amount of sodium that you have on an overall basis. Now, the saltier the food, sometimes tastier it is, but just being aware of the sodium foods that you have can help you to lose the water weight and the water retention that your body is holding on to. Now, we're going to go on to some talking about some micronutrients nutrients now some vitamins and minerals and two good sources of vitamins and minerals to reduce and to help with water retention are potassium that comes from bananas and magnesium also and they are what our bodies need and helps our bodies replenish after the workouts because they contain electrolytes which also if we don't have enough electrolytes this can cause an effect on our fluid retention now the difference between this and sodium, they help reduce the amount of water retention that we have. And we can often get more potassium from foods and vegetables. And if you want a good source of magnesium, one of the things that I have invested in is a magnesium oil spray. If that is something that the uh, ingredients don't affect you, which is a pure form of magnesium oil spray, which is fast acting. And I also get that for cramps. So I now I used to suffer with quite a lot of cramps and they're often known as Charlie's horse literally if I stretch the wrong way Ooh, that cramp would literally wake me out of bed literally jump out of bed and I found ever since I used the magnesium then this has not happened as often and if I feel my if I feel my muscles are twitching that little twitching uh, sensation that sometimes people can get I know that my body is low in magnesium but after a workout I would make sure that I spray the relatively the, the necessary amounts throughout the day and also watch the foods that I'm intaking but if you want a more natural source of, of magnesium you find that in seeds nuts and greens that are dark and leafy and even dark chocolate. So these are some of the things that I would have on a daily basis. But if you're going to get the dark chocolate, also be it, bear in mind that it has a high fat content. So you just need to kind of play around with that and what suits you best. Now, there are other things um, that, are, that come into play with this, things like cutting out sugar. Now, I, I don't believe in restrictions and I don't believe in restrictions because if I tell you to do that, if I say to you, now you must categorically cut out sugar, now it may lead to restriction and it may lead to binge eating. So I'm not going to advise you to do that. But there there is benefits that have been seen if somebody is reducing the amount of sugar... That you intake. Now, it's not necessarily just sugar in the form of sweets and chocolates, but it's also in the form of glycogen that is stored in the carbs. Now, that is where most people would kind of get misconstrued, where people say carbs are bad, carbs make you fat. If your body is in a high carb diet, then your body is naturally going to store more carbohydrates. And as I mentioned, now my training has increased. I do need carbohydrates to replenish my body well, but it's about finding the complex carbs. Cubs that keep you fuller for longer. So things that are highly fibrous, like sweet potatoes oats etc if you're working out in the morning that is something that you can have as a refuel after your workout with some protein as well so it's literally the whole thing about nutrition is about finding a diet that works for you and finding what works for you as well and playing around with that as well as your macronutrients there are other things that you can do to also make sure that you're getting on top of so making sure you're getting enough sleep that you're managing your stress levels enough and also you're watching your intake of coffee and tea because it can often happen as Caffeine is known as a diuretic, and also to check the amount of calories that you are eating. And as we've mentioned, cutting your calories that are too drastic and too low will also cause issues with your water retention and increases stress. Now, another reason why you may have gained weight is you may be increasing in muscle. If you are strength training or you're using weights and your, your activity has increased as well as your protein, then it may mean that you are adding muscle and you're losing fat at the same time, body composition, recomposition. And that could be the reason as to why your weight has been increasing and the scales are showing an increase. Now, there's a common myth as to muscle weighs more than fat, but it actually doesn't. Well, the question is asked, Does muscle weigh more than fat? No, so the pound of muscle and a pound of fat are exactly the same weight. The difference in that is muscle will take up more mass and it will take up more space than fat and muscle is often more metabolic which means when you're trying to gain muscle is the ideal thing for body composition and your overall fitness in general now the tissue behind the muscle and the behind the lean shredded look is what people tend to go for you want the ribbed ripped abs you want all of that and that kind of eliminates that myth that muscle weighs more than fat the answer is no they weigh the same but it's to is to do the density and the space that each takes up. Now, the only way that you will be able to tell the difference whether it's fat or whether it is lean mass that you're gaining is literally by having your body fat percentage assessed and measured. Now, one of the things that you may see is that you will have a high increase in body composition but you may not see that high increase in weight the difference is looking out for these different things and knowing the different types of things that can cause this weight gain and knowing what it is which is why if you are somebody that can handle the scales this may be a good method to be able to use to stand on the scale if you have a body fat analyzer scale knowing that it sometimes can be a little bit just to give you a guide as to where you are so the body fat analyzer scale will give you things like your muscle fat your lean body mass your body fat percentage and your weight exactly so you can see the different things and focus on the different areas and be able to plan and also take into account hang on did I have a high carb the day before did I have a lot of sodium intake What has my food intake been like in the last couple of days and this could be why my body has increased and also when art flow comes the water retention is increased as well as bloating etc before during and after your menstrual cycle so so these are just some of the things that can happen as to it's not your fault when, you wait, when you're when you gaining weight and these are the things that it can be knowing that you can put steps and put things in place as to how to rectify and deal with those things and that's all for today's episode, I'm so glad you tuned in, don't forget to reach out to me with your, any questions that you have Fitness at memoirsoffaith.co.uk and don't forget to leave a review if this has helped you in any way and share with somebody else that has asked these questions often in their fitness journey until next time friends Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episodes, friends. I hope you got some value. You've been listening to VA Nutrition Coaching, the podcast. If you have any questions at all, please feel free to hit me up and send me a DM at VA Nutrition Coaching and you can get me there. Don't forget, sign ups are open. They will close on the 27th of November for Macros 2.0, the eight weeks group nutrition coaching, if you are ready to take control of your nutrition. Can't wait to see you in the next next one.